Papilla, Papilla, what's going on, everybody? Holy smokes, I'm fired up. I've already got 30 minutes under my belt because I just kicked off decade in a day. You already know I get fired up on that one. So um, anyways, yeah, we've got a, a fantastic guest who thought that I wasn't going to show up, but <laughs> come on, man. You always know your boy is going to be there. Jillian, welcome to the Hello. show. Am I Thank pronouncing you your name much, correctly? Dave. Is that is it Jillian? Yes, that is correct. I love that. I love that name. It's 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 uh, it's great. Where are you calling in from, Ju uh, Jillian? Iowa. Nice Iowa. And, There's nice people and there. Yep. There's people in Iowa. The best type of people, of I course. I heard that. I know. I have actually some great friends from Iowa. It's it's uh it's very cool. So you grew up there your whole life. Is there tons of internet marketers there? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I did grow up here my whole life. Nice. So uh, I would assume there's what are there? What who? What type of people? What type of town did you grow up in? Um, How would you describe I, it? I grew up in a smaller town, not teeny tiny, but it was like five thousand people. So uh -huh. there's a lot of uh, a lot of people do real estate in Iowa, and a lot of people mm. do agriculture stuff, farming, whether that's uh, yeah. actually doing the farming or like behind the scenes uh agriculture yeah. business is a lot of what we do here yeah yeah i mean that it's the heart and center of that in america isn't it oh yeah you know yes it is so wow so uh how in god's name did you find us and get involved in this tiktok of course <laughs> yeah yep, i found uh, Chris Brunson on TikTok. I ran into him and I probably yeah. followed his TikTok for several weeks before I ended up signing up to do Legendary, yeah. the Business Builder Challenge. And I absolutely love that. And I also ended up finding Taylor Couch on TikTok too. So I watched, watched a lot of their stuff and talked to both of them on their Instagram DM. So they have both been super super helpful i'm pretty sure i asked every question to chris that i could have <laughs> but he was very helpful and very we get patient. annoying when we're about to spend seven dollars don't we oh yeah as I if forgot. we've not just spent seven dollars for the past 400 400 days at starbucks i know With it's no like questions. for some reason it's a different seven dollars than when you drive through mcdonald's even though it's I know. worth I know a lot more so, like, I guess it's just because we're, like, asking for something versus just giving something. We're like, okay, here's $7. You, you're going to have to do something. And, and yeah. people are like, I don't know if I want to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if I just get a, a Starbucks drink, I just got to sit here and just, yeah, I just got to drink it. But, you know, uh, going through I don't have to put any more time or effort in after that. No, no, no. So was um, the $7 worth it? Oh, yes. I yeah. started the next day after I got it. I was going to start the evening that I got it, but something came up. So I didn't end up doing it. But I started right after the next day. And I'm pretty sure I did them consecutive days in a row. And I was just hooked right after I started watching it because I've always wanted to do something that was like my own boss type thing. I hated yeah. the idea of working for someone I did at, right out of college and I hated it. <laughs> it was absolutely miserable. So 
I had quit that when I found this. And so I was like, I got to make this work because otherwise I'm going to have to go back to an office job. And if I'm in an office job too long, I'm very worried that I'll get so comfortable that it'll be too scary to leave after yeah. I've been doing it for two years or something. So I told myself I had to make this work so that I didn't have to go back. So what, um, what, uh, what, what was the experience like going through? Because you've been through college. You were, you were, yes. I'm sorry, I was trying to see where you are you or were you a financial planner or I was. You, okay. Yeah. So I had, um, in a credit out and analysis as well. I yeah. can't even pronounce like real jobs. A, like, yeah, I'm like a credit analyst, analyst, but yeah, it was analysis of fucking, yeah. yeah, I'm a ninth grade dropout. People give me a break. Huh? Well, give me a break. The thing is they say, Oh, you're a credit analyst. And I signed up where I interviewed and I like got the job and I was like, uh, what's a credit analyst? I had no clue. I just was what like, am I, I analyzing? What I, yeah, I feel like you're analyzing people's credit. I was like, how do you do that? I don't even know what that means, but I can't even analyze started. my own credit. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what my credit score is. How am I supposed to know if theirs is good? That's funny. Oh, oh but really. yeah, I was. So you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and you've always wanted to um, have your own, have your own business or kind of like not have a boss. Was it more that you wanted something or you didn't want something? It was more that I didn't want to work for someone else and I didn't want someone else telling me what to do with my time. I right. really don't like that. Um, but I didn't have like, I've never had like a dream job growing up besides being a mom. I've always wanted to be a mom. I'm not yet, but someday mm -hmm. that's like the only passion I've ever had. Um, so when that's people are like, passion, Oh, what do you, Thank you. What do you want to do for your career? I'm like, I have no clue. Just something that I don't hate, something that I enjoy doing and that makes me decent money. So yeah. um, like when I like wanted to be my own boss, I didn't really want to make like a storefront and have like a mom and pop shop or anything or so. going to the office every day or go. What do we um, do? Well, hey, you know, we got a business. All right. Go into the store, honey. Like, like you go into exactly. there to work at the store all day, you know, your yes. storefront. It's like, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I got really excited when I found this. Cause I also tried to be a virtual assistant. Um, mm. I think it was during my last year of college when I found that and I started, um, <clears throat> learning about that and attempting to do it. So I had made an Instagram account and I'd spent probably six months posting on it, learning more about being a virtual assistant and literally nothing happened. <laughs> I didn't get anything done. So that was discouraging, but. You were um, able to get no clients, right? No sales, no, no activity, huh? Nothing. Yep. I got some followers, but I wasn't even able to have a conversation with anyone in yeah, because I mean, what, it's like you really have to be creating something nowadays that people want to, you know, that 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 like being a like offering your virtual assistant services like on a on a social media page, kind of like it's a business card, like you're kind of posting your business card every day, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. is like it's not it's 
it's also just an ineffective marketing strategy, right? Yeah. Whereas if you probably knew what you know now, I'm just assuming you tell me if it fits, but if instead of taking the approach of, hey, I'm a virtual assistant, here's my information, here's, or what, whatever, I don't know what you were posting, you can clarify for me, but the difference between creating content that's just gives value up front, that just sucks them in with edutainment, as we call it inside of the mm -hmm. blueprints, that sucks them in with edutainment and then gives them some sort of a call to action to go and in, in, uh, leave their email to get maybe a free PDF. Like in the, in the case of a virtual assistant, some of the content might have just been tips of things that you do as a virtual assistant throughout the day, just, you know, either taking a little shot of your, of your computer, right with your phone, or, or maybe doing a quick little screen capture, or maybe just talking about it in the camera. And, and, and these are some of the things that I do to keep myself and my clients organized. If you'd like, you know, if you'd like my five best strategies to hire your first virtual assistant, then, then, then go download it right now. You know, I'll see you on the next video. Right. right. It's a, yes. it's a, it's, a, it's, it's also the approach in how you create the content in how your marketing is actually being done. Does that, right. does that make sense? And do you agree? Oh yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the biggest things that was lacking in it. So what I was, I would post. Um, so my niche was Iowa photographers. And so I would post tips about uh, posting to their social media to gain followers and potential new clients and um how they can do that how they can use like instagram reels to uh gain more traction on their social medias and how i can help them do that for them too but there was no all i had was a link in my bio for them to sign up to do or to yeah to sign up to have a online meeting with me Thirty yeah, minute yeah, which and that's like, too much at first, right? right. Like when somebody yes. just met you, the reason why we sell the challenge and let people go through the process the way that we do, because yeah, just trying to like book them in and what they know is going right. to be a sales call, which is a yes. call that you don't want to do and they don't want to yes. do either. Yes, you know I mean? exactly. I was like, when I had it, I was like, okay, that's what they, I was told to do on this training that I took and they sign up to, for this 30 minute meeting. And I know at the end of it, they told me to be like, okay, so how many hours do you want me to work for you a week? And I'm like, I would hang up the phone if they, someone did that to me, I would not want to do that. But you're uncomfortable yeah. with sales. You're uncomfortable <laughs> with sales and that's okay. I that's okay. Was not Most a are. fan of how little information they had about me and how little yeah. information they had going into the call for it to yeah. be a sales call, I think was, I agree. Part of it too. <laughs> and here's the other thing. I've never enjoyed selling kind of face to face where you make people feel uncomfortable and put the pressure on them to, to sell, which is why our, our whole community and company is set up differently, where the majority of our education is throughout either a product or a challenge, or you sit through, you know, an hour and a half webinar to get the full picture. And then the, the offer is laid out very clearly at the end for yes. you then to go to a web page. To where the person who's who you're interacting with at our company, for example, it might be an advisor, a business plan advisor, whatever. They're not the, the all of the information is not just coming from them. You're using sales tools, you know, and that's that's that was a big breakthrough that I had actually in MLM back when this is this is how this all started. The automation using videos, using sales tools was that I was doing MLM 
which you know is similar to what you're t describing there with trying to get photography um assistant you know to to get yeah. clients photographer clients yep. it's like i was doing the same thing in mlm i was i was um i just had no skills no knowledge i had just gotten clean a year ago this was 2009 ish i just got clean mm -hmm. i didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground and um so i just joined an mlm and i'm going around trying to you know get everybody in and talk to them and all this shit and explain stuff and you know bring them to meetings so other dumbasses could explain things who couldn't explain it clearly and it was just a time suck right i'm running all around i finally um got this one guy he bought the 99 dollars package i didn't even earn a commission on it it was like the lowest package they didn't pay commission on i I was just like, wow, wow. <laughs> so the power of a simple video that could do that excelling and telling for me was like groundbreaking. Like just the concept of learning how to put together a video that that could do that selling and telling for me that we could use, that I could use to send people to and then follow up with them after they watch the video was like groundbreaking. And I got my whole team doing that. And then we started doing that. We started do, using funnels. We did this. This was before ClickFunnels even existed. This Russell Brunson was an affiliate of mine back then. No shit. What? And That's we, awesome. Word of God. And so, um, and so, uh, it, not legendary. I had a company called Empower Network, and this okay. was what we were doing back in 2011. And so, but I started this kind of process in 2009, fresh onto the internet, of using videos and basically tools, right, to do the selling and telling. And that's all like a bridge page funnel is. And that's all, you know, like your bridge page video is. And But those pieces are all important because your profile, your TikTok profile, your Instagram profile, that's literally only your, your running commercial. The, all the business happens behind the scenes once they enter once they enter into your 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 sales funnel you collect some once they give you their email there's an exchange that's a transact that's a conversion point that's an important thing that's the intro that's like a girl giving you for all the dumbass guys on here that's like a girl giving us a number you know what I mean that's like a girl like, oh, shit, she's, which I haven't had that happen in forever because I've been with my wife for, I don't know that any girls gave me their number before that anyways, but it is like that. Like, okay, she's into me. That's what it is. You ain't never going to get a hold of that girl unless you got her number, man. What are you going to put one of those Craigslist ads that they used to do where it's like forgotten, you know missed missed encounters or whatever when i was 18 craigslist was a big thing and you know everybody was trying to get laid through craigslist they'd go oh to my the gosh. personal section they got rid of it they got rid of it but there was missed encounters where you would go and you know type like out describe like, the person i saw and you happened? at the grocery store i saw you at the i'm saying it's pathetic but what? if you didn't get the number I'm not saying I ever did it. I'm just saying that I knew it existed, people. But if you didn't get the number, you're in the idiot house on missing, you know, on Craigslist looking like an idiot, you know, missed encounter. Hey, I saw you at the grocery store. So that really is the beginning of the process of, of that. The back end of your business is getting that email and then building that relationship from there. And so we even see a lot of influencers nowadays who are just creating content. 
and, 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 but they've got no back end to their business. So a lot of them have all these followers, but they're broke because they don't know how to monetize the followers and actually build and attach a real business onto the backside. So how do you feel knowing that you're not just social media savvy, but you're also, also building a business and understand how to operate a, 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 and monetize those social media profiles? How is that exciting to you? And, and, and does that feel enlightening and empowering to you to have that visibility of how this works? Yes, I feel all of those things, all of those things and so much more confident just when, well, now when I tell people what I do, it doesn't just sound like when I used to be like, oh, I'm kind of a virtual assistant. It's like, nope, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing digital marketing. And if they have questions, I know how to answer it. And I know what I'm doing. I just feel so much more valid in when I'm explaining it or just even when I'm thinking about it on my own, I don't feel so worried about, okay, mm. how am I actually going to make money on this? It It's all laid out and it makes sense to me now yeah. because of this. And it's just added a whole uh, light to my career and my work. So I really love that. Do you feel like this is a new career path for you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I like this. And if I could make this my whole career for the rest of my life, I totally would. And but I right now it's kind of a fantasy still, isn't it? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like real yet. And I'm like a little worried. I'm like, okay. As long as I can keep this going in the future. Can I, can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah, please. A dirty one. I mean, this is juicy. Oh, Okay. I still feel like that sometimes too. Oh crap. <laughs> but yeah, that feels like, better. Like, oh my God, is this surreal? Like mm -hmm. my life, Jillian, I want I want you to think, I want you to 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 just sit there for a second and think about what this business has done for me and how many people I've witnessed it change their whole like yesterday I spoke to Nicole, who I don't know. I just, she's a client here. I've spoke to her twice on Wake Up Legendary, just like I'm talking to you now. She just quit her job. She's home with her kids now all the time. She just quit her job. I mean, it, it just, it's not like, oh, we had a guest on three months ago. Like it was just yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've done over 550 of these interviews, as many as I can do. I've done one a day for the past, since the beginning of March, 2020, when a, a lot of stuff went down, I wanted to do something that was like, let everybody know that we weren't going anywhere. Yeah. Boy, did that work. Boy, did that work. You know, sometimes you got to, um, do, do something, take a bold move. That's what being on, being an entrepreneur is about. And I think right now we're in a similar position with the looming fear that everybody has about the recession right now. And that if you all can, you can, you can project confidence and you can let, and you can pr not project, not, not being unhinged, but if you can project confidence, cool, calm, collected, let people know that, you know, um, that, that whatever niche you're in, whatever, whatever you're talking about, whatever your topic or your category is, let them know that you're going to be there for them through whatever happens coming up in this, you know, upcoming economy. And if you're in the make money online space, then it would be the message might be, Hey, what, what I'm talking about and what I've been teaching has worked all the way through 
all this stuff that's happened while all these other online and I lay it all out in the business plan class on day five. So, you know, it's so crystal clear right there. Uh, I redid that recently. So if you haven't checked that out, go do that. It's oh, good cool. information just just to see how I frame the difference in our business model compared to drop shipping and all these that are suffering because of supply chain issues and because everybody was locked down, cryptocurrencies tanked. We're the last of the Mohicans, baby. We're the last men and women standing because everybody else, it's been revealed that their business model is a faulty, shitty house of cards. Ever, almost every single one of them, except the core four. Except the core four. Except if you're selling courses, coaching, or doing events, and you were easily able to transition those events from live to virtual during what just happened. And now most people don't want to go back. Or you can be an affiliate and sell somebody else's. And you can even be an affiliate to sell physical products, but don't be mad when they can't ship them for you. Right. So you're here now with this information and it feels not real yet, but that doesn't matter because you're getting results. So you're taking action anyways, even though it doesn't feel real. And even though you might have some imposter syndrome that's going on inside, what is some of that imposter syndrome been telling you? And then how do you overcome it uh, to, to do what you got to do anyways? Sure. So there's been a couple of points where um, I've made some good commissions and I'm like, heck yeah. And I'm like super excited about posting on TikTok and replying to DMs. And then there's been a couple of lulls where I haven't made much money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this the end of it? Was that just, uh, was at the peak of it? And then it's never going to recession. <laughs> yes. Yes. But is it going to keep going down and never go back up? Or is it just a little recession and it's going to go back up in a, a little bit? But so when it, when it lulls a little bit, I get worried and I'm like, okay, am I like this, what I'm doing, is it actually going to work out in the end? And am I telling people that what I do works when it really doesn't? And then it'll go back up and I'm like, okay, deep breath. Like it still works. It's going to be fine. And then I get excited again. And, um, so I think I, there's the imposter syndrome is when sometimes I don't see as many commissions as I have yeah. before, but and it comes back up. So you want to be a mom, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you something. Cause I've got two small, I got three, um, one's grown, two are small, six and one, almost two. Oh. Six, so, and yeah. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be having all those same thoughts. We, can you imagine the way if you, you know, how you're worrying about this, that you're going to worry about your kids? Oh my right? gosh. <laughs> and, 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 but I want to, I want to challenge, I want to push back a little because what our children really need, okay, is they need us to be a, a strong foundation for them, right? They, mm -hmm. they need, when they're going and they're doing risky things, like my son, he climbs carefully. He really is being careful, but he's learning how to climb and it's fucking scary as hell for me. Yeah. I'm talking about the insides of me sometimes are just freaking out, yeah. but I don't want to project that anxiety onto my son. Because he doesn't Why? know about it yet. He doesn't know about it yet. 
that's how we get other people's limiting beliefs we 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 adopt them we get entangled with them because when we're small children from as young as babies other people begin to you know project their feelings and their anxiety onto us and what it does to our children as you can imagine is it just makes them adopt those feelings and now they have a hard time building their own individualism and figuring out what they like and it can lead to some major issues. It really yeah. can. Our business is like our children in that way that it needs us to be strong for it. It needs us to, when it's breaking down, sort of like our children, our children are having a meltdown. You know what your children need? Now I'm speaking from three years or three kids. Okay. Now your children, when, and also my wife and man, we love being parents. And what we know is, is that when our children are breaking down and having a breakdown, they need us to be strong for them. When they come to us with a problem, like when they're like, oh, my God, they need us to say, let's sit down and let's talk about that. I see you're really upset about this. Not, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's happening? You know what I mean? Right? Because this is a big thing. They brought us something. And now we're freaking out over it. And now they got to take care of us. Our children Mm -hmm. have to take care of us or they have to deal with our feelings. So our business is a lot like that. Our business is your business is an infancy stage right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. My business is more of an adolescent, right? I got to keep it in check in different ways. Your business is an infant. You have to remember that when that infant, you know, cries, when it, you know, when it acts, you'll freak out or when it stops doing what like your baby doesn't poop for a couple of days, you're like, Oh my God, he's clogged or whatever. You know what I mean? You just keep an eye on it and you just steady, calm, cool, collective hand because you don't want to project your, your business is like a baby in the way that it's going to grow and it's going to build a, it's going to have a, a life and a personality of its own if you do it right. Because your business should become bigger than just you as the person, right? It should become about your audience and your students. You see what we're doing here at Legendary? It's not just about me or one individual. It's about everybody, right? So your life will, your business will take on new life. And in that infancy stage, when it does act like that, you know, in those ways that freak you out, I might invite all of you, including myself, to remember how old it is, what age it is. And that if it's in that infancy stage, if it's three months old, well, how old is your business? Oh, since May, five months. That little baby. That little baby. It's so tiny. Can't even walk yet. Can't even walk yet. Don't you be putting those crazy expectations on that business? You know, when, is this true, man? Does this, isn't that something? When, when, when it starts to act like that, change its diaper. You know what I mean? Give it a little, give it a little shake. Tell it it's going to be okay. And and lay it back down in the crib and let it keep sleeping or lay it back down on the, lay him back down on the floor. Let him keep playing. How's that fit? How's that sound? Does that, does that feel like it fits? Is that a good analogy? Oh yes, that definitely does. And it actually helped me feel a lot better about it because that's entirely correct. Just, do what you know you need to do because it's going to be fine. Just (laughs) 
Take a deep breath. It really is. It's going to be fine, mom. Mom, it's going to be fine. Your baby, your baby. baby. It's okay. Just burp it and stop freaking out about it. I mean, the baby's looking up at you going, what are you, what are you freaking out about? Just change my diaper and lay me back down in the bed. I'm, I'm doing my thing. This is what I do. Yeah. And uh, so um, what else can you leave with 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 us today? What else can we learn from you and about your journey? What what you you went through the blueprints? You've now, um, I mean, you've taken your education obviously seriously. What was your approach to investing in your education and saying, "Hey, I want to I want to take this"? Because we kind of present the challenge in a way that it's like an appetizer, and the blueprints are there if you want to take it more seriously, if you want to dive in, if you want the affiliate marketing blueprint is me going through. You know, I think there's probably combined, you know, maybe f- six, seven, eight hour. I don't know, but it's me outlining exactly what, how I've done what I've done over the course mm-hmm. of the last 10 years. And it can be, it can be hard to go through the, the challenge or go through the, the course. And I think the biggest problem is people actually buy it. And then it's like, have you gone through it? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest challenge. But the decade in a day, the community, there's a lot of things that are um, that are in place to, to create this leadership factory that, that we have. And I, I really do believe that's more of what it is like because it spits out leaders on the other side. Uh, what what else? What else did you take away from the educational experience? What was valuable to you? What what would you advise to anybody else who's um, beginning this process and starting to say what their options are for education and what their options are for how to move forward? Yeah. So when I was thinking about investing in the blueprints, I my first reaction was, oh, I don't have that money because uh, I hadn't read the rich dad, poor dad book yet. And so I met with my business plan advisor and he was like, have you read this? And I was like, nope. And he goes, listen to the audiobook." And I did the next day I listened, it was like four hours long. I just listened to it when I was in the car for a while. And probably my biggest takeaway from it was that, um, being rich or poor is a mindset. If you say I can't afford that, or I don't have that money, that's you're already poor in your mindset. If you want to have a, a rich person mindset, uh, think about it. How can I find this money? Use your resources, be resourceful and say, okay, where can I get this money from? How can I make this money? And it sounds to me, that was like such an abstract concept. I was like, how, what do you mean? Like the money's just not there. I, what do you mean? Use my resources. There's nothing there. And it was funny. I was talking to my business plan advisor and he was like, so if you had to come up with a thousand dollars tomorrow, how would you do it? I was like, I don't know. Uh, go flip couches on Facebook marketplace or something. And he was like, and you could do that all in one day, flip seven couches and make a thousand dollars. And I was like, no. And he goes, okay, what about a loan? And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like when I went to college loans was just like, just get a loan. It's that simple. But then when I was thinking about investing in myself personally or, um, using it for something other than school, because we weren't taught this in school to go invest in yourself and uh, build skills for yourself. It was go get a degree. So to me, that was just so crazy to be like, why would I spend that much money or this little money on myself when I'm supposed to be spending it on a degree? So yeah, 
that which is weird right which it's such a it's it's we've been programmed and we are this this country is a weird experiment because it's all about freedom but i'll tell you man there's been some serious mind control that's in its in its um it's systematic or systemic i guess is is the way to say it because it's deeply ingrained in what we hear from the 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 uh you know the time we're um small children about what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you want to go when, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, when you go to college, where do you want to go? What do you want to be? All these kind of things. And it, it, it's weird that we feel badly or guilty about investing in our own skills and our education, but we will invest in that piece of paper. And that's really all it is. I mean, when, when we think about going to college, we are investing in that piece of paper, that degree. And there's there's hardly an emphasis, at least there wasn't with me in my school days, about the skills, the experience. It was all about the end game, the result, the piece of paper. And that didn't help me to build my own self-esteem and my own confidence. And in, 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 uh, I really feel you on that. So, um, so how did you so so um and and you so you ended up buying the blueprints um yeah. which is which is uh which is evident you've gone out and started marketing uh i believe you've already made that investment back from your marketing efforts is that right yes i did it in the yeah. first month actually you did so it in was, the first month yeah well that's so that, that's exceptional yeah and it was i wasn't expecting to and when i did i was like inside I was like okay I already kind of was super nervous about doing the blueprints and getting them and I but I went through and I did what they told me to do and so I just have to wait quite a while and then it'll all be fine in the end and it ended up that I didn't have to wait quite a while it actually happened pretty quick which I know isn't uh uh the regular story but for me it just I think that's what I needed personally because I was like okay it's going to end up working out and it did quicker than I was imagining. I think if it hadn't for me, I would have freaked out and uh, wondered if I should be doing this, but yeah, I'm, it happened a lot quicker than I was expecting it to. So that was super exciting. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy for you uh, that, you. you know, you're experiencing what, what I experienced when I first got started, um, it's uh, also some other parallels. How old are you? 23. Okay, I was 24 when I got clean, so it probably wasn't 25, 26 before I got started. But, um, you know, uh, it's great to see young people who – it's great to see old people too, you know, for those of you who are uh, um, feeling left out, don't, don't feel left out. There's probably more older folks in this community than there are younger folks. And I think that's just because, you know, um, a lot of people have come online, a lot of, a lot of boomers, a lot of, a lot, you know, tons of people from what's happened over the last couple of years, but young people are a lot of young people. I think this is going to be a reset this, this next year or so, because, um, we, a lot of people got burned over the last six months or so because they had money in crypto. They, they, um, Maybe they made some bad decisions spending money on, you know, whatever extra they had during 2020, 2021, if they had any extra, 
And now it's time to like settle in and learn some skills. You know what I mean? Now, like kind of like there's no more checks coming. You know, no, nobody's, and, and by the way, now we all see how all those checks, how all that money, we got to pay it back. Yeah, right? there's no such thing as back. a free lunch. So you're a financial, you were a financial advisor or worked in that space? Yeah, I did the, so you the understand last year the, and a half of college. The Fed rate hikes and so forth that are happening right now and how that's, how that's really shift, how that's going to shift the economy dramatically over the mm -hmm. course of the next six to 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're already seeing the inflation from everything that's happened in the past two or three years, just in the grocery store, we'll go to the grocery store and there's items that for inflation should only be increasing like 25 cents. And they're $2 more like what a gallon of yeah. milk was two bucks. And now it's five fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So, so what's just, I want to spend a few moments on this. And since you were, uh, um, you have some, some knowledge in this, in, on this topic, I want to just talk to people because I feel like this, this is my only, this is my main way that I talk to everybody is on this show every morning. And so, um, there's a big change that's happening right now in the main street market is not the same as like the stock market. They really operate kind of almost independently. The stock market over the last six months has really crashed while jobs are still plentiful out there. And, you know, it doesn't feel like we're in a recession. And the reason why is because the stock market prices in the future. So like the, it, it, when bad news hits, the stock market will price that in. People will sell off. You know, things will crash, and then the re, the 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 repercussions of whatever that news is. In this case, it was the Fed, the Federal Reserve, hiking interest rates, which is the money that they loan to banks that the banks then loan to you to for mortgages and car loans and stuff. In a five hundred thousand dollar home, the average. Uh, mortgage went from about $1,800 to $3,000 in the past few months because of those rate hikes. The average mortgage right now is somewhere between th uh, 6 and 8% because the base rate from the Fed is about 3.5, almost 4, and then the bank is, is going to add on their additional 2 or 3%. Okay. So why am I telling everybody this? Because it's time to hunker down. It's time to get serious. Play free time, free lunch, playtime's over. Like we all made it through. Those of us who did, thank God, made it through what just happened over the past couple of years. And rest in peace to anybody who did not make it through. I know some personally, including the owner of my daughter's dance studio. But we're now moving in if we made it through and we're still here and obviously you all are i like to just tap in a little bit of gratitude anywhere i can we're now moving into a phase in the economy to where things are going to start tightening a little bit and people are going to start cutting down they're going to start they're going to stop you're you're going to stay in your house because refinancing your home is going to be too expensive and buying homes are going to be too expensive. So the market's going to start to even out a little bit. Home prices are going to come down. That inflation is going to come down, even if they have to put us into a recession to get it down. 
But here's what I want everybody to know is that this business model, I've seen this and been running this business model online for the past since 2009-ish, 10-ish, which was just coming off of the back of the 2008 crash, but we had started to pick back up again. But this business model and running it the way that we teach will allow you to flourish whether we're in a boom or whether we're in a bust. Whether the economy's feeling, you know, like what happened during the 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 health scare that we just went through was everybody was at home and they came online. We benefited, right? Now, what happens when people start to, you know, tighten up and they're looking for extra solutions or they're looking for cheaper solutions or they're looking for extra money or they're, where do they go? Online, YouTube. We're already getting programmed to work from home, to shop from home. People want to stay at home. So it doesn't even matter if you're in the make money online niche. Say you're in the, 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 say you're in some sort of a, um, a, a, a counseling niche or dating niche or whatever. This business model can be run in that niche. And as a matter of fact, I just saw um, a, a trainer that I really enjoyed his content who's running this exact model um, on, on his social media. And so while it's good to pay attention and know what's going on, and one of the main reasons to know what's going on as well is because some of the money that you're making from your business, it'd be a good idea to invest that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, and where might we invest that money? Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, some other shit? No, not that I'm against cryptocurrency, but making smart investments, going in, in, in looking, going research ETFs, Vanguard indexed funds. I'm about to, um, I've actually moved all my stuff, all my stocks from individually being managed by somebody to all into index funds. Just do you know what an index fund is or an ETF? The group fund. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like it's like a bit like a hundred stocks inside yeah. of a particular fund and the fee for them to manage is extremely low. Like yeah. like like very low very low compared to uh, if you go to, you know, an a financial advisor. planner, an individual advisor who's going to charge you a, a percent or a percent and a half right. of your entire portfolio uh, to, to probably do what, to, and they're not going to beat the market. So again, right. this is a whole nother conversation, but it's important to kind of th think about this because we're not just looking to be legendary marketers. We want to be legendary investors. We want to be legendary, you, you know, dads and moms and we want to be able to change really have the work that we're putting in here in this business change the the trajectory of our entire family's future and the way that we do that is that as we're making some of this additional income stockpile it away make some investments and the easiest and best way to do that and i'm not a financial planner and you shouldn't take financial advice from me i have to say that legally you could go broke, right? Seriously, you could go broke if you take financial advice from me and quite frankly, from anybody else, but definitely from me. So I just want to, just so all the regulators out there loud and clear, I'm not giving financial advice, but what I am doing, what I am doing 
And what I've what I what I started to do, thank God, a little bit late in my career, but I did do it, was I started to take the money that I was making and make investments. I started to buy rental properties. I started to to buy additional homes right in the same neighborhood that I lived. I'm working in one of them right now. I started to buy stocks and and now I'm transitioning all the way over everything and just to index funds because it's easier to manage and I don't want the risk and the distraction of trading stocks. Yeah. And and you know what because of that this old high school dropout who just came onto the scene and you know 2009 just like you have come onto the scene actually I was crunching some numbers last night with my 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 wife and I have a legitimate shot to die a billionaire a legitimate shot not because of even things that I'm going to earn in the future but because of what I already have right now and that's the power of both this business model as well as these timeless principles, many of which that I'm sharing with you today, I've learned from people like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and just listening to just an enormous amount of training and content and thinking and getting clear on what I want. And then as I talked about in the decade and a day, being wildly focused on that. And so what is um vivian asked about the index i i in specific in specific um uh I'll, I'll just share with you what i'm doing i'll share my plan with you here just real quick and then we'll get a final uh question to you jillian about focus and what it's been like how have you managed your focus and how have you not got you know gotten too distracted and so forth but i want to show a couple of things here about the, the index funds that I was talking about, because I don't want to leave you guys hanging um, with uh, with not knowing what I'm talking about here. So um, let me share my screen and I will. I will show you. All right. So. Um, So the specific index funds that, that I like are just, it's called VTI. Um, it's a Vanguard total stock market index fund. Um, as you can see over the lifetime, it's had wonderful growth. It tracks the entire performance of the American stock market. And the American stock market, at least the S&P 500, I believe, has returned just over 10% to investors who have been invested in the total stock market in the form of, say, for example, an index fund or something. Um, although index funds have only been around uh, since the 80s or 70s or 80s, they were uh, invented by a na guy named Jack Vogel, I believe, who was the founder of Vanguard. Anyways, here's the one that I like, VTI. Um, I also like this Schwab Dividend Equity ETF. Now, an index fund and ETF, it's the same. It's basically the same thing. Um, but I, 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 I prefer, uh, you know, these 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 ETFs. Um, but index fund ETF, same thing. So the Schwab is a is SCHD, and it's a dividend equity ETF. So that means that it's got a bunch of companies in it, like. Um, 
Uh, and you can also go in and uh, you can look these companies up and get additional information on them. So, for example, I think the first one that we looked at was VTI. You can just put that right in. It'll come up um, and you can then go to the actual Vanguard um to the actual Vanguard, and I'm not affiliate of any of this, by the way. I should probably try to see if there is uh, an affiliate program. But um, but th this is where you can go and learn about the actual fund itself. Um, you, can, um, you can look at all of the different – obviously, it's way down this year, 23% down this year, and that's why – um, I'm so alert about this because I believe that the stock market crash that's happening right now is a huge opportunity for us to set. Uh, it's a huge opportunity for me to set my family and future generations up with some with some solid investments. So do your own due diligence for sure. And don't take financial advice from me, but um, but consider, uh, you know, consider the opportunity that we have in front of ourselves and do your own um, do your own research. Now, as you can see, inside of this one particular fund, um, uh, your top holding 6% of the fund is Apple, 4.91% of the fund is Microsoft, 2.75% of the fund is, um, is uh, uh, Amazon, all great names. This, this, is the, this is a total stock market ETF. Um, and if we go back and look over at the SCHD, for example, SCHD, this is a dividend ETF by Schwab. So maybe a little diversity between Vanguard and Schwab. Um, I've got a total stock market ETF, which is helping me invest kind of in large cap, mid cap and small cap companies. And then I like dividends because dividends are like, what company pays, they pay part of their cash flow profits out to their investors each quarter. And so uh, this is another one that I like is the, and that I'm, that I'm going to be investing in uh, over the course of the next few months um, because I, I like it and I'll hold this for a long time. Expense ratio is 0.06%. So I think that's $600 for every 10,000 that you have invested. So, um, so it's, 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 um, no, $600 for every million that you have invested. I think I did the math last night. If I put 3 million into a fund, it would be about $1,800. Um, so this is another one. Uh, you can scroll down and again, you can see all of the stats. This is what I was referencing yesterday, that people think that there's a lack of money in the economy. Okay. You still with me over there? Jillian, yes. I know I'm I'm talking yeah, my, my face off. All right. The, the, people think that there's a shortage of money, but this fund is holding $37 billion of people's money. And there's thousands of these funds. So there's a lot of money out there in the world, right? A lot of money. But this has all of the information that you need in order to do your due diligence and look into these sort of different um, uh, options. For, for your investments, that you for the money that you're making from this business, these are some of the things that um, uh, that that would be a great opportunity for any intelligent entrepreneur uh, to look into. Um, the other ones is VOO. 
Uh, that's uh, just an index fund or an ETF that tracks just the top 500 companies, which is what the S&P 500 is. It makes up the top largest publicly traded 500 companies in the, in the country. Um, VG, VGT is Vanguard Information Technology Index Fund. That tracks all the tech companies that are currently really down right now. So I like that for a future investment for myself. And then Vanguard Growth Index Fund um, is all about high growth companies, um, companies that they expect to grow. Uh, this is my portfolio strategy. And these are the index funds that I'm investing in personally, because I have more years to be able to let some of this stuff kind of, um, kind of marinate. But all of this information is available right on, uh, uh, a lot of it's available, um, you know, out there for you to, to, to kind of check out and learn for free. Um, for example, uh, over on YouTube, there's this, there's this cool cat. I'll give you an example of somebody who's running a similar model that we teach. He's called the Gen X dividend investor. And he's right there on YouTube. He does not show his face in any of his videos does not show his face in any of his videos, but he he has an entire channel that's totally dedicated to dividend investing and, and has wonderful information and wonderful knowledge that anyone can go through and learn all about um, not only dividend investing, which is a really smart way to invest in the div dividend comp companies that pay a dividend versus companies that don't, who just, you, you, you just hope that the stock price is going to rise. Um, Pepsi, Coke, J&J, &J, these are some companies that pay dividends. Um, this would be a great example of a place that you could go and get some of that information. But that's my kind of what I'm doing right during the next three to six months. And I would be doing that whether I had millions to invest, whether I had hundreds or thousands to invest. We as entrepreneurs have to stop spending our money on dumb shit or stop. I do like the QQQ fund, by the way, Colette. I like the QQQ fund. It's an Invesco. It's a high growth fund. It's been the highest, one of the highest performing funds in the past few years. I like it. What are your thoughts on some of this? Because you have a little bit of background and knowledge in that. And I just am talking about this because so many of us entrepreneurs, we can get good at making money, but we're shit for saving it. Yes. I would entirely agree with everything you're saying. Investing, um, quite a quite a big chunk of whatever income you're making and also keep it in mind the earlier you start the better off you're going to be and it's it's just night and day difference if you start when you're 20 years old you're going to be so much better than if you wait until you're 30 or 35 years old and just with compounding interest it's like millions of dollars different if you wait five or ten years to start investing and you can invest however much you have available. It could just be a hundred dollars a month, but that's worth it entirely uh, to just Bye. start investing some sort of money, just whatever you have available. It's just going to pay off so, so much in the end. It is, it is. Um, look, I don't want to keep you, but I want to do a couple of more things. Um, are, are you on a time squeeze? Do you got a jet? No, I'm good. Thanks. I just I want to show this investment calculator here real quick because when we see some of the numbers, it it really is um, it really is powerful. You know what I mean? Can oh you gosh, see that? Yes. yes. 
So say that we started with like, I don't know, a thousand dollars, right? And over the next 10 years, the average return, okay, I just want to hold on. I want to make sure that you can see this and I don't think I'm sharing it in a way that you, you, you can see if I change my, my, my page. All right. So if we go average return, what the hell does this have to do with online marketing, Dave? What are you talking about? It's got everything to do with online marketing because if you make the money and you save it correctly the first time and you have a bad month or a bad year, you don't have to go back to the job. And that's a fact, Jack. So average return on investment in S&P 500 lasts 100 years. 10.265%. So let's be real, real careful. Let's not exaggerate. Let's just put that right in there like that. It compounds annually, and you're going to put an additional $100 at the end of each month in. Okay, now let's calculate that. After 10 years, you're going to have $22,000. Okay, now what's interesting is that in this particular example, half of that is interest. Now, I believe, I believe that it was Thomas Edison compound interest working with you. Let me see if it was him. Oh, the eighth wonder of the world, Mr. I believe maybe it was Albert said that. Maybe it was Albert said that. He said that um, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It is either going to be working for you if you do not, if you know about it or working against you if you don't know about it. And, um, and, uh, I don't know if it was, if it was Edison, maybe it was Einstein who said that. There you go. There's the boy. There's the man. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. I just got to stop that. I mean, if that's not a clue, I love you guys talking about, I, Michelle, you are fired up about this. Let's go. Hey, you know what? I'm not here. I see a couple of comments about so-and-so is bullish on crypto and this and that. I, I'm not, I got, I have to be responsible for my portfolio. You understand? So I got to be, I, I, I'm, I know what I'm bullish on. I'm bullish on what the same things that Warren Buffett's bullish on. That's what I'm bullish on. The same things that Charlie Munger's bu bullish on because those guys have been alive for a hundred years and they're worth way more than all of us combined times 10,000. So those are the guys that I'm listening to. And Warren Buffett says when he dies, what he wants done with his wealth is he wants 10, fact check me. I ne there is never a single lie that's been spit from my mouth on the show. Fact check everything I say. He said that when I die, I want 10% of my income to put in short-term government bonds and 90% put into a low-fee 
index fund like VTO or VOO or something like that. And I don't know that he quoted those exact ETFs, but I said, I believe he said, quote, and I quote, into a low fee index fund. So I'm not saying that crypto this, that, I like luxury watches. Do you guys want to come spend a million dollars on luxury watches? No, you'd probably look at me and go, are you an idiot? I may or may not have done that. You'll never know, right? I just You'll never know. I don't floss and flaunt what I have out there and let the world know because why would I? I'm, I don't need people to look at me and say, oh, he's cool, you know, or oh, he's, I just let my mouth and my knowledge do the, that in my actions, do the speaking for me. But back over here to this, this calculator, okay? Uh, let me go back and share my screen because it's like, well, gee whiz, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't retire on, on $22,000. That's not the point. Let's say that, okay, you get a little bit crazier and you put in a thousand now and do a thousand dollars a month for the next 10 years. Now we start to see a little bit more exciting numbers, but here's the powerful thing is the interest that begins to build up the interest that begins to build up from compound interest. Now, let's say you get a little, you, you know, one of your funds does a little bit better and say you earn 12% instead of that 10%. Look how that can create more interest. It went from 80 something to 104, right? Now, those of you who have a little bit of extra money that's sitting around, maybe you have $20,000 that's somewhere, you put that in, you do that math. It gets crazier fast. Come here and mess around. Say, hey, what if I started with 1,000 and, and I worked hard enough to put 3,000 in at the end of each month for the next 10 years? Now it, it starts to get a little bit, you can, you can mess around with these numbers and start to plan and start to see how you can use leverage via these compounding interest um, phenomenons, really, to be able to help you to reach your goals. Again, am I an investment advisor? Absolutely not. You shouldn't take financial advice from me, but you should save, you should take financial advice from somebody and hopefully they're not broke. Hopefully they're not somebody who's gonna give you, you know, I even had a financial advisor that, that loved, he loved me as a client because he was making $50,000 in fees from my portfolio each year. So even he was not giving me the best information. I had to go find the information myself to learn about index funds and ETFs so I could then share this information with my friends and those that I care about. The financial advisor that you need is that resourcefulness. It's that go I already gave you pretty much just in the last 15 minutes, I consolidated an incredible amount of information down for you to get a, 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 a wonderful head start. If any of you want it, you now know where to look with no affiliate, with no affiliate links, no financial motivation, nothing for me, except that I want you to set yourself and your family up for the future. And I want some of this money that you make. Don't, you don't have to reinvest every single bit of it back into yourself to hire more coaches and all this kind of shit. There is enough knowledge in coaching and in 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 leadership factoriness right here in this community that until you make your first hundred thousand dollars from this 
from what you learn here and the resources that you have here, you probably shouldn't spend another dime on yourself because it's not the mentor. Probably if, if that's, if you're feeling like it's, the, it's, it's you and you have to lean into that and lean into this process of entrepreneurship because it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but then the money's going to come. If you see it through and you start delivering value and you follow the blueprint that's laid out and then, wow, the money will come. That's a new problem that you've never had to deal with before. And I know it's the dream. I know it's the fantasy, but did, did you ever hear about a guy named Puff Daddy? He said, mo money, mo problems. And he was right because now I got more money. And guess what? If I make a stupid decision with the money that I got, then you want to talk about guilt because you already did the hard work for the money. And then if you put it into some shit coin and it goes down to the floor, you know how bad, you know how much that hurts. So Warren Buffett's rule of money is number one, never lose money. And if you're ever in some sort of a decision-making process, just refer back to rule number one, never lose money. The biggest challenge that most, most, peop most people who are managing wealth has is not growing it, it's keeping it. And so that's why I'm giving some of you, even if you're not to that point yet, which many of you are, many of you should already be building some sort of an investment portfolio. Um, and if you're, if you haven't yet, you should now, but I'm giving you some information for what you can expect down the road. It's not all, Oh, I start making money and now all of the problems around me are just suddenly solved. I got to elevate myself to where now I know how to deal with and manage this new money, these new riches, this new wealth that I, I have generated. And the best way to manage it sometimes is to get it out of your bank account and off over into a, a some sort of a, an investment fund. I have, a I have a Bank of America bank account and I set up an investment fund right through Merrill, which is a company that Bank of America owns. And it was easy to just, so if you bank with Chase, maybe they have something and you can go in and start to research some of these ETFs and index funds and begin to set your family up. This hard work, that's what you can do with the money. Don't go and give it to some asshole that doesn't deserve it. Don't blow it on Jordans. Don't, right? Don't buy a house you can't afford. Don't buy a stupid car that you're not even going to drive because no, we don't want to drive anymore. We just want to stay home. It's enough to get dressed to get, pick up our Uber Eats off the door nowadays. So don't buy a stupid car. Don't buy, and don't buy stupid things to impress people that have less money than you. That's, it's weird. The thing that will build your self-esteem will be the security knowing that you're setting yourself and your future children, Jillian, you know, up in, in a way that um, is going to make all of your lives better in, in the future. And I can attest that my wife, my life, my children's life, my family's life, it's not perfect. It's not perfect by any means. But the freedom and the enjoyment that we get from the work that we've put in through this specific business model and those specific investments that I just outlined. And those are my entire investments, some luxury watches, some cash, some single family home rental properties, and a bunch of index funds and ETF, you know, ETFs. That's, that's my, it's not some shiny, fancy, oh my God, I got to manage it and buy and trade and sell and all that shit. No, I want it 
to be safe and grow at a reasonable rate while I can focus on bringing more cash in to then stockpile in those investment you know, opportunities. So again, none of it's financial advice, but hopefully it's a thought provoking conversation. Any final thoughts from you? I know I've been ranting and way more than I usually do on these, but for some reason it's Friday. I feel like I got to get a lot of stuff in before the weekend here. And you just happened to, to be our guest today. So thank you for being so, um, so patient with all of my ranting, but what, thoughts are provoked inside of you, even if they're just, okay, I'm done listening. Let's wrap up. <laughs> no, of course. I loved all of that you shared. I completely agree with all of it. I just wanted to emphasize again, the earlier you start, the better off you're going to be, whether it's a little bit or a lot that you have to even start with. Um, but yeah, thinking of yourself in the future and your family in the future can be a big uh, motivational point for you to start just thinking of all of your own well-being and their well-being getting yeah. started. Yeah, man. Well, um, it's so, so great to see somebody young and, and uh, is passionate and also who could so clearly lay out and, and, and explain to us some of the honesty about what your journeys look like. It's not been perfect, but it's been perfect for you. And it's been perfect to listen to. It's been perfect, even though it wasn't perfect. Isn't that isn't that cool that yes. it felt messy? And to me, it sounds perfect. Yeah. So keep up the great work, okay? And come back and see us again. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right, Jillian. See you later. All right, go and follow Jillian at Financially Free Online. Financially Free Online, spelled exactly as it sounds. Sylvia, I'm glad that it was wonderful for you today. Thank you all so much. It's it's cool when we start talking about things um, a, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit outside of the box, you know. Um, and there there's some really cool people inside of this community who have so much unique information. Um, and we saw that from people chiming in on this kind of investment conversation. And maybe we'll do more of that because I think we're all passionate about it. Right. And we want to both work to earn the money and then we want to invest the money smartly and um, intelligently smartly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, have a great weekend. I think we've got a lot to think about. There's some amazing episodes you can uh, agree or uh, review over the weekend. And if you are, you know, starting or feeling like you need to start over, give yourself a little bit of a break and, and don't put, a, just as I described with Jillian, it's going to feel messy. It's not going to feel, it's going to feel so imperfect and just ugly. It's just going to feel like, ah, but I'm telling you, you're creating the perfect story. You're creating the business. Creation involves pain and struggle. Lean into it. You'll create magic from it. Be legendary. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.